What's up, man? Nice to see you again. It's good to see you too. It's been a while. No, dude. It's been like three hours. How was your break? My break was good. I uh I went out into the pollen, into the world. It was uh it was a whole thing. How was yours? What'd you do? It's good. I uh went to uh, go train a client and I worked on writing a program. So I was just working and drinking coffee and powering through and listening to these motherfuckers that we're going to talk to today. I'm stoked. Dude, I'm so excited. Wretched Inferno, for those who don't know. They fucking rip, dude. They do. And and the thing that is, and this is definitely going to be some cliche shit to say, but the thing that is most surprising is that they're all fucking 14 years old. Yeah. Honestly, if you would have never told me that, you would have been like, we're talking to these Wretched Inferno dudes today. I wouldn't, it it would be like, sweet. I would never even think like, oh, this sounds a little amateur or like, who is this or whatever? Like none of that at all. I just, it's, it's very lifting and heartening to me, but at the same time also just baffling because like I was in a band when I was 16. Right. And we, we were playing covers, like, writing our own shit didn't even enter into our minds. And like, we talked with cryptic hatred a few weeks back. Those guys are fucking 17 years old. And today we're talking with some dudes who are 14, um, who have like a developed death metal sound. Like it's, it's, it's not just good for kids. It's good. By yeah, it's good. yeah. And I mean, 14, there's a fucking hell of a difference between 14 and 17, you know, cryptic Very- hatred. I can understand 14. 14-year-old dudes were, were cavemen. It's not even like a thing. Like, how do how do they even get this good? I, it's it's amazing to me. They're like, they're prodigies. I can't wait to talk to them. I'm going to... Yeah, we're going to find out. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, and it's a little bit later in the day, so I'm getting a little crazy. I got my lime, ginger, Dixie, sparkling water that I'm about to crack open for this, bro. Oh, shit. That's, that's how you know it's about to get weird. So Wow, brother. Let's envelope while we get hammered on this. I'm going to admit these boys in. Bring in the boys. The boys will call in. Let's let's give them a shot. The tree utes. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yo, yo. Can you hear us? Will call in. Yeah. Yeah. Is everything working? There we go. We got Colin's video. Will, are you going to hide in the shadows? Oh, no. Let me pull up my video right now. Right, yeah, bro. turn your video on, man. All right, we're good. Oh, <laughs> my background is... <laughs> you guys rock. Incredible backgrounds these guys have got. Is Where's Mao Zedong? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Oh. So one of the, one dude's rocking a, a bodybuilder in the background, and the other one's got some carcass. It's Mao Zedong as a bodybuilder. Who is that? Mao Zedong is a bodybuilder. Mao Zedong is a bodybuilder. Yeah, that's basically my goals, guys. That's, you know, without the fascism. Yeah. We want the bodybuilding, but we can leave some of the other the other yeah. Maoist stuff behind. We can us. leave the, uh, you know, the famine behind. Yes. Saying. Yeah. We're all adults here. Kind of. Speaking yes. For, not speaking for us. Kind of. More mature than us. Let's, not, let's not get that twisted. Be prepared to leave this this podcast feeling smarter than us. That's all I'm saying. Oh man, how are all you? Right. What's what's going on? First of all, let me introduce. Let, let's introduce ourselves, Shuler. This is Shuler, my brother here, who you've been talking to on uh, on the internet. 
and I am Zach from Death Comes Lifting, who co-hosts this podcast called Lifts and Riffs, and we are more than stoked to have you guys join us, man. Oh, yeah. Glad yeah to we're be happy here. to be here. So, who are you? Who are you? Tell us. Tell us who you yeah, are. Who are you? Colin, you go first if you want. Always I have to go first. Well, I'm Colin yeah. uh, from Metro Inferno. I play bass and vocals, and then that's Will down there. Yeah, I play drums, and I also do vocals. And then TJ should be here. I don't know why he's not here yet, but um, yeah, probably be here soon. He's too busy doing. Hey, does TJ also do vocals? No, he just does guitar. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to make a vocalist joke, but I guess it's not gonna work. I was gonna oh. say, always late to everything, making the other guys do all the heavy lifting, but it's just gonna fall flat. So just pretend I didn't say anything at all. Thanks. Are you guys a three piece? Is that is this the whole band then? Once we get TJ in here, yeah, it's yeah, just we're a three piece. Oh, TJ's in the waiting room. Let's get him in here before we start making fun. Good, right, sick. Sweet. Yo, okay, TJ. TJ, there yeah. he is, the man of the hour. Lead guitarist is always late, like a diva. But has another right, background. We need to step up our fucking background game, Truller. What's going really on? Really do. I, I feel. I feel like. Uh, I feel like I've missed out on the party here. I could have some sort of bizarre meme assemblage behind me and uh, sort of push my culture on on you guys. But unfortunately, like I, uh, I just didn't think to do that. So you gotta settle for my aborted flag and my ugly green painted room. Yeah. All right, so TJ, introduce yourself, brother. I'm TJ. I play guitar in Wretched Inferno. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's about all he does. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just in general. Typical guitar player. That's cool, man. Give us, let's, let's hear about your background, dudes. Like, you're, you're 14, not to, like, harp on that. We want to state that at first and then move on because it doesn't matter how old you are. We're not going to be like those dudes being like, this, this music, your music's fucking good no matter how old you are. So that, that's what we want to focus on. But can't deny that it's very intriguing that you guys are young as shit and ripping as hard as you do. So can you tell us a little bit about your musical backgrounds, how you got together, what, what's going on? Uh, yeah, you mind if I go first? No, please. Yeah, so in like sixth grade, I was in the same math class with TJ, and he had this like little thrash band that he needed a bassist for, so I was like, okay, I'll join. I played guitar at the time, but you know how it goes, the shittiest guitarist gets knocked down to bass. Sure. So it was a five-piece at that time. We just started playing. We, I guess I started listening to more like death metal and like gore grind. Uh, our two other guitarists left, and then it was just me, TJ, and then we recorded some material that we already had uh, set up from one or other the guitarists were in the band, and then we had Faster. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I guess I'll go. Um, okay. So I started playing drums when I was, like, eight. Like, that was when I started taking lessons and stuff. And I just got, like, pretty good from there. Like, I wasn't a metal drummer until, like, two or three years ago, which is when I just started, like, blast beating on everything. Sweet. And then uh, 17 now and playing in this band. Yeah, okay. So I started playing guitar when I was like 10 or 11, I think. And then like, yeah, I, I would just like play like Metallica riffs like all day. And then I only really got like really, really into death metal like 
beginning of quarantine, like last year. Okay. But, did, so yeah. Did you guys all form into like the death metal kind of mindset at the same time, or was one of you into it before the other that got that like made this this happen, or did it did it just come together naturally? Um, I would say like Colin started the whole death metal thing. Like he started getting into like the newer wave of death metal. I was really into black metal, but like I still like death metal. And TJ was like a thrash kid, so it just kind of like was a chain reaction of like, yo, I like death metal, you know? Yeah, like I started listening to like um, I think the first like newer death metal band I started listening to was like Sanguisugabog, and then like I I showed well, I'm like, dude, this is fucking sick, <laughs> and we were tired of playing like thrash metal and Wretched Inferno, so I think we we started a separate band just to play like death metal. Uh, which didn't work. It was pretty much just, you know, to say, you know, fuck you. I don't want to play this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we don't have to do that because now we're here in Wretched Inferno. And we're doing and that other band imploded pretty much. Yeah, it did. Then it imploded. It just died after that. <laughs> Literally. So was that the band specifically that got you into death metal? Uh, yeah, I'd say like the newer wave of like death metal was definitely – like the maggot stomp sound, like Sango Shigarog was the band that I really gravitated okay. towards. Sure, how yeah. interesting is that, bro? Like, we're- I mean, it's very like I love I love hearing the uh, the stories about how people got into this kind of music, right? And I, I think that you know, there's really no way that we can talk about this without sort of compensating for age difference a little bit, right? I, I think that there is so very much that's different about the world. Um, you know, over the last year when you guys started getting into this music than there was when I when I started getting into it, you know, when the Internet was sort of in its infancy and when things were much more spread out and there were still pockets of scenes and local. And it was it was just very it was very it was a lot. The world seemed a lot more isolated. Um, oh, yeah. And so for sure. I'm, I'm really interested uh, to see, like, how you guys sort of like how did you come into contact with this music? How. It, it's interesting that something is heavy and something I think is weird as Sanguisugabog. Like I, I get that they're on Maggot Stomp or they were on Maggot Stomp and I, I get the whole like caveman shtick and everything. But I, I personally feel like that band has something a little bit more complex going on, uh, a little bit more angular to the way that they write, a little bit stranger. Um, and so that being one of the first bands that you get into is, is really interesting to me. So I'm curious about Definitely. how you guys sort of came into contact with this uh, before it became something that you liked enough to want to start playing. Uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, Sanguish Sugarog wasn't really like the first death metal band I got into. Just like oh. more modern. But like, I think I speak for all of us when we say we started listening to like, I guess like metal at a very young age but not like super happy like you know how it goes you listen to black sabbath with your dad in the car and then a couple years later you're listening to you know the new wave of stuff so yeah it was was slayer for me (laughs) of course Ah, so you started a bit further down the line but yeah but the point still stands You, you start with like i always think getting into metal is like a natural progression you start with the classics and then like you keep getting into heavier and newer shit until you know you get into the modern scene mm-hmm. you find like a bunch of niche bands that just like don't exist anymore yeah exactly since but you, you guys, find all their albums for like 300 on discogs sure but since you guys are so much younger does the, the the classic bands like have like a different 
like meaning to you? Like is Cannibal Corpse like a classic old band to you or does Black Sabbath register as a cla- classic old band to you? Um, Black Sabbath is definitely like a classic band for me. I would definitely consider them like an older band, but like Cannibal Corpse, they're more of like, they're more modern because they're still like around and still like kicking ass now. That's awesome to hear that you think that that's, that's fucking sweet because that that's like what got us into this, this kind of music. Like the, those guys like death carcass cannibal corpse. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's refreshing to hear that you guys don't think that's like old and lame or something. You know? Nah, I love yeah, that. Th- you have to, you have to pay homage to the classics before you can move forward. You guys know what's going on. That's for sure. And I think that's very evident in your sound and, um, that me and Shuler were talking on before you guys came on. You guys kind of developed your own sound already, which is super hard to do in a world that's so like there's so many extreme metal bands or so many death metal bands out there that uh, it could be hard to develop your own style, really, and your own kind of sound so early. So is it, how did you how did you go about doing that or did it just kind of happen? Uh, TJ, you haven't really said much. You want to? I just like whatever is like groovy or fast. And so if Colin writes something that's like good, I'm like, all right, cool. And then we just play it pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd say with Wretched Inferno, especially early on, it was like a, a big melting pot of like genres and ideas, especially with like songs like Manipulative Parasitism, like off the Fest EP, because it has those like, I think it's the bridge or something. I don't know what parts you love with the mouse, but there's this like black metal riff and then it goes into like a, a solo that sounds that still kind of sounds like black metal but it's thrashier but then it goes into like a slam riff there's just a lot of different influences um Good. on that ep and we just kind of channeled them all and tried to come up with something that balances them out uh nice. well the full length is definitely a lot more straightforward death metal though it's just yeah. Plus, so so what uh, between the recording of Fester, which you know, which we've both said at this point, which me and Zach have both said at this point, is just a really enjoyable release. Congratulations on that, because you guys have definitely made something that clearly resonates with people who listen to this kind of music. Um, and now you're moving into the writing and creation of a full length, um, which you are recording and producing yourselves, if I'm not mistaken. Is that is that correct? Uh, yeah, so we, I really do want to produce it myself. Uh, we are recording it ourselves. I think just the drums were recorded uh, Upside Underground with uh, my friend Mark. But um, it's more of a collaborative effort with like production this time. So the idea is like I'm going to do some like work on it to make it sound like how I want it to. And then I'm going to send it over to our other producer who will like tighten it up and make it sound good. But like musically, uh, yeah, it's definitely leaning more towards like the brutal death metal like gore grind. i don't want to say gore grind but there's like definitely some gore grind influence in there like old school gore grind not like yeah yeah not like last days of humanity type stuff yeah what's what do you, what do you mean by old school gore grind like carcass carcass impetigo just bands like that good yeah we lean into the carcass thing a lot because we're we, we're doing a lot more with the dual vocals on this album because like nice. before was like mostly Colin, but now it's like a more even mix of Will and Colin. Yeah, like there's some cool Colin response stuff on um yeah. a couple tracks. Oh, that's so sick, man! Colin, you can name drop him. It's fine. Yeah, uh, let's see. I think post traumatic mutilation. Yeah, has that, that thing in the verse. 
Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. That part's so fun. And it has, like, those D-beat sections. Yeah. The verse is just That's really fun. fun. It's cool no, to hear that you guys are taking Carcass as a it's a big influence for this one because that's like you, you can't go wrong, man. They're the they're the gift that keeps on giving. They sound fresh as they as ever today as they ever will. Yeah, and then you got bands like Pharmacist who are taking that sound too, and they're just like adding sure. to it. Sure. They're just you know, really unique. Especially now. Because a lot of bands are trying to get like that old school Morbid Angel Cannibal Corpse sound, and they're just like Yo, carcass. Absolutely. So, let me ask you, what's your fascination with monkeys? <laughs> all right. Okay. So, here's what happened. All right. First, we, little, first question, right? Yeah. You got, were you, how old were you guys when Harambe happened? Were, were, are you old enough to remember that? I was like that? 10 or 11. Oh, I was, yeah. That. What was that? In 2016? I was like. I, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that was Harambe changed my life, and, and I, I like to think that maybe Harambe influences you guys in your music, uh, and perhaps the ape spirit looks down on you when you're creating this stuff. But uh, where the came from? That was a big deal, man. So the monkey thing. So we all we post the video of ourselves practicing a song called "Brutalized," which is, uh, I think it's the last song on the album, actually. Yeah, and um. Someone commented on the post and they, or my friend Aless, actually, they commented on the post and they were like, you know, these are past caveman riffs. These are monkey riffs. And I was like, oh shit, you know, we got to latch onto that. So yeah, that's our thing now. That's our branding. And I think, go ahead. Oh yeah. Um, I remember like Will puts it very well and he says like the riffs have like the temperament of actually you, you could say this. Well, I, you say it better than I do. So basically, like, monkeys are very, like, unpredictable in terms of, like, behavior, because one second they could just be chilling, and then another second they could rip your face off. You're right. It's true. Like, how that that chimpanzee ripped that woman's face off. Yeah. Yeah, the Deloitte ape. Yeah. Travis, man, he, 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 he did something bad. Yeah, extraordinary. Okay, so Godzilla versus King Kong. Who do you got? Now we're getting to the good stuff. Who you yeah, got? Yes. Godzilla. You got? Godzilla. I'm sorry. As much as I like Monkey, see, it's a hard question because, like, King Kong, he's, like, super big and he's a monkey and he doesn't, you know, I feel like nothing, by virtue of being a monkey, he doesn't really have to think. Silly but, monkey. yeah, at the same time, Godzilla is, like, Godzilla. a walking nuclear power plant. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I think I think Kong has no chance, boys. I, I'm I, I think that uh, I think that evolution tells us a little bit of a different story here, fellas. I think that we're probably going to have to go with the monkey because the monkey has a couple of things that the lizard does not, right? Yeah, yeah like opposable they, thumbs. They got that reptile the, the brain. Primate, the primate stupid. brain is is much much more developed than the lizard brain, and also, and I can't remember, I don't know who said it, but somebody already did. These baby, if you got thumbs. The world is on your side. Exactly. I think at the end of the... Oh, sorry. I think that that we're dealing with one species that can clearly outthink the other species. And this is the most important weapon right here. Oh, yeah. For sure. I think at the movie... Godzilla's got the power, but Kong's got the brains. 
I think at the end of the movie, neither of them are gonna win, and the and the studio is gonna make a sequel just to rake in more cash. That's every <laughs> every versus movie in the history of every versus movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're gonna have to unite to fight a common enemy, um, and then that's gonna end up at the end. They have like some sort of respect for each other. One of them's gonna die and get resurrected in the next one. Something like it's gonna be like versus Superman. Yeah, it's exactly what it's gonna be. It's it's like Zach said, man. It's every versus movie ever made. You know, there's a formula here, and when Hollywood's involved, you can't mess with that. You got to keep the formula going. Exactly. So. Aside from uh, from monkeys, and then also you know Godzilla versus Kong, what uh, what are some of the influences that you guys pull from lyric wise with the stuff that you write? Do you really only look at death metal, or are you guys big horror fans? Um, what do you what do you sit down? What do you think about doing when it comes time to put lyrics to a song? Yeah, uh, Will, you can definitely answer this one. Yeah, so I plan on being like a forensic pathologist when I go to college. And so I just want to, like, study things like that. So I take, like, a very, like, heated interest in, like, gore and, like, weird ways to die, I guess. Sure. And so (laughs) I just find gore pictures and I just look up, yo, what does that mean? And I look up what it means. And I'm like, okay. So then I just try to, like, build off of that. And I just write songs, pretty much. Yeah. Like, the one one time I tried to write lyrics... Album. <laughs> the one time I tried to write lyrics, but was like, it's not realistic enough. Like, that doesn't. It, who cares? <laughs> yeah. What, what like, about? It's gotta make somewhat sense, in my opinion, and it has to be like well written. I think lyrics are very overlooked in terms of writing death metal. For sure, I I agree, and I think that it's it's an opportunity to to layer the music in a way that that some bands don't really capitalize on, and so it's always yeah. cool to see a band who puts thought into it right what about what about forensic pathology interests you uh i just think like the ways that like people can just expire pretty much is really interesting and i find the process of like autopsies very interesting like i I just think it's like a cool thing to study i think you're the perfect death metal musician based on that exactly like i initially wanted to be a mortician but you know like that just seems a little like personal yeah. In my opinion, so you a lot of shit going on there. You yeah. wanna, you wanna, you wanna look at the pictures and try and a stat and, and try and, and and recreate how this thing happened rather than get up close and personal and deal with the body. Yeah, pretty much. Fair I enough. Feel, I feel like Will really he takes more of the carcass route with like lyrics. Um, also, I made your background cone. Oh yeah, yeah. He like he's he in that department. Like he makes core collages. He like he he finds death very interesting. Me personally, because I've been trying to write more lyrics. Um, because on Fester, I think I only wrote lyrics for one song, but I've been trying to have a more prominent role with lyrics. And I I would say I take more from like horror movies and stuff like that, and just weird concepts. Yeah. Like one of the songs in the album that we're working on is called Sutured Monstrosity, and that's pretty much based on it's loosely based on this movie Tusk uh, by Kevin Smith. Great movie. It's super funny. This this guy gets like abducted and turned into a walrus, like like sewn up and whatever. So I didn't want to write about someone being turned into a walrus because I thought that was just kind of stupid. So it was more like more like just a bunch of bodies being sewn up and then becoming this like you know sutured monstrosity. Blob of flesh. 
Yeah. Like the uh, – do you guys ever see the Jeepers Creepers, like the first one? The whole. I think so. Like a while back, I might have. You would love it based on based on what we know about you. Check that out. But the, he sews together all of his victims, and he puts them on, like, a, his cathedral wall. He has, like, this oh, badass. quilt of, like, dead bodies. And, yeah, that's what that's what that just reminded me of. You could also say Sutured Monty is a bit like the human centipede in a way. Like, that movie's sure. really – Really fucked oh. up, you know. So you're obviously, death metal and horror movies kind of go hand in hand. So, were you oh, guys yeah. into horror movies at a very young age, or did it kind of just happen uh, with death metal too? Uh, I don't know. I think like horror and death metal kind of went separate for me. Okay. Like, I got into horror movies before I got into death metal. Like, I still like sort of metal bands, like. I got into horror movies really young. I was listening to like really shitty deathcore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started watching like House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, things like that. I'm more into like body horror movies rather than like psychological type stuff. So I definitely like got a lot of inspiration from those that kind of transposed over to my lyric writing. Yeah, I'd say for me, my, like I started listening to or watching horror movies after I got into like metal. Cause like I would listen like there's that one Slayer song that was about uh, Ed Gein I forget was Dead it Dead Skin, Skin Mask Dead Skin Mask yeah, yeah. And, and it was like it was like my friend told me all the songs about Ed Gein I was like who's Ed Gein I'm like oh, oh wait Ed Gein isn't in a horror movie I just realized well he's based <laughs> off Texas Chainsaw yeah that's yeah. okay that and and Psycho Norman Bates was yeah. based on him because he yeah but like, yeah, I was like, okay, I got to look more into this. So then that's, you know, how I found the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And like, you know, I was like, I got into more stuff like that. Yeah, I mainly got into like, horror movies because of Will. Because he'd be like, watch Evil Dead. And I'm like, okay. And I'd watch it. So you guys watch the old shit. The old horror movies. Oh, yeah, I, like, I like the older stuff better. I love hearing that. That's so great. What did you think of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the first time you saw it? It was uh... good. <laughs> It's all right. I like the second one more than the original, in my opinion, because it's just like cryptic and just old school looking and just yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Oh, just like, what, super just goofy. your opinion on it. That's all. No. Yeah. This the oh. second one is super goofy. Do you guys like that tongue in cheek stuff in your horror? Do you like? Oh, uh, yeah. Do you like the stuff that's got more of a comedic vibe to it? Yeah. yeah. Like Evil Dead Two. That one's yeah. really funny. Yeah, and even like <laughs> Evil Dead Two with like the 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 not the goat like the deer head like laughing and shit and like yeah. him fighting the his own hand dancing in the woods. Yeah, they just I like when horror movies like don't take themselves too seriously because that's how you get like those super edgy like art student like bullshit <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> like, what do you mean, dude? Hereditary was sick. Yeah, Hereditary is so scary. Like it's not scary; it's just good. Just give me the gore. Just give me the gore and make me laugh at it. And that's yeah. oh, God. I think the balance is is a cool thing, though. You have to have, you have to have both. Yeah, exactly. definitely. It's like talking to a past version of myself. <laughs> I know. I know. I, yeah. Um. I I think that it's interesting that you're focused that you focus on the, the the comedy side of it, right? Especially with the gore and the sort of the over the top type stuff. Um. Is that something that you think is sort of a, a more prominent thing about what you enjoy about death metal? Is it more of the tongue-in-cheek type stuff, or is it more of the serious type stuff? See, I, I'd i say that, like, 
I like when death metal is fun and like doesn't take itself too seriously because the way I see it, it's like death metal and black metal. They're like two very set or like they're two opposite sides of the spectrum, right? Like black metal is very theatrical and serious and all that. But then death metal, especially like modern death metal is like, doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just fun. I mean, <laughs> like the new Stengus Sugabog album. <laughs> I mean, like dead as shit, Dick Filet, posthumous compersion. Like, yeah, it's just funny, but it's like, it's Felching cool. filth. Felching filth, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, and I think I, I think that um, a lot of the death metal's ability to sort of take itself not so seriously while at the same time sort of pushing boundaries is, is something that is is unique to it in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but specifically when you draw the divide between death metal and black metal, I think that that's definitely uh, a, a, a solid line where you can say that, that, that black metal sort of for the most part, takes its way seriously in a way that a lot of death metal does not. And then you have some bands like Exhumed um, who are doing the sort of the more the more pathological stuff that's got that tongue-in-cheek humor to it. Um, and then all the way to bands like Sanguisugabog and Broken Hope who are singing about just gross shit for the sake of singing about gross shit because it's... Exactly. Because, right? It's just funny. Is that is that is that something that... Pl- in, in you guys' lyrical process, do you do you think about the humor aspect of it when you're putting stuff together? Um, occasionally, like I wrote a song for the second album called "Degloved Face," which is just about like tying someone up and dragging them around on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, it's more of just like a straightforward approach to it. Yeah, and then like I wrote another one called "Mycophilia," which is basically about the story of the blowfly girl. If you've ever heard of it, I have not. Enlighten us. Oh, no. Oh, man. (laughs) You're in for a treat for this one. So, basically, this girl, she has, like, an attraction to, like, dead flesh, and she likes the smell of it. Okay, before you go any further, you might have to, like, bleep out all of this. Yeah. Is this a true story? It Uh, might be. It was, like... Oh, is this, like, a fucking, like, a creepypasta or something? All right, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) So, uh, she crawls into a dumpster, right? And she just, like masturbates in the trash can and she opens a bag and it's full of rotting meat covered in maggots yeah and then like she grabbed the clump of maggots <laughs> and meat and put it in herself so basically um like she person. waited for like days and then the maggots ate away her entire reproductive system and like she just passed out and almost died so this is a really good time to talk about the availability of uh, health care for, for women. Um, <laughs> make it free. Make it make it free, make right? It free, yeah. Then you don't have to go to the you don't have to go to the trouble of, of all this dumpster business. Going to the ER, hey, I put maggots in my vagina. Yeah, right. That's no one wants to do that. That's so you wrote a so you wrote a song about this. Yeah. Good. And what's it called? Mycophilia. It's not on the um, debut album, but it's going to be on the second one, hopefully. Very like devourment influenced sure. lyrically and like, you know, I, think, what, I, I get the I, I get the I get the philia part. What's the what's the myso part? What is that? Uh, it's like rotting stuff, just like lust <laughs> from milk, I think. Interesting. I'm glad that you did that, man. I think that's important. I think more people need to write more songs about that. There's not enough. So you're doing a good service for the world. 
I mean, I, that's honestly, man, when I was, when I was your age and still even today, that's what attracts me to death metal, you know, and when you first get into metal, you know, you're, you're just kind of getting your feet wet. You're seeing all that it has to offer. And I always have been like, I like this death metal corner over here. Cause this is like a horror movie and we're, we're all having fun. We're not taking ourselves too seriously. We're not yeah. trying to change the world or like make any sort of obtuse statements. It's just, that's just kind of where I live, man. So I appreciate I appreciate the mindset is all is all I'm saying. I think it's admirable. Yeah, and I yeah, think exactly. that goes like, can't oh, take it sorry. too seriously. I think that goes back to the whole death metal versus black metal thing. Because with black metal, it's like, you know, we are agents of Satan here to infect Chris. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. And that's just and death metal society. Church. Yeah, I get you. That's so cringe. I mean, some of it's like, it's cool in its own right. It has its place. It has its moments. But to like identify yourself with just that is, is I think it's a little cringe, like you said, for sure. Yeah. Like, get some bitches. Literally. <laughs> There's but no what other else? way around it. How else, how else do you fellas feel your time? What all are you into? Uh, Colin, you can go first. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm a... Um... I go to a vocational school and I do uh, graphic arts and um, I, so I do a lot of stuff for that. I, I'm trying to do a lot of the layout work for uh, the new album and like putting together artwork and stuff. And I design a lot of like, like the t well, I don't do the artwork, but like I design layouts for like t-shirts and stuff. Nice. And uh, besides that, I've been trying to get more into like music production. So that's, you know, I'm trying to get more of a, my feet wet and like producing the album That's but fun, dude. yeah oh uh, like, what do you have like nine bands oh man i i actually <laughs> kind of just left a bunch of them because uh i realized i wasn't going anywhere with them so i have wretched inferno i have genophobic perversion which is like my solo like gore grind project and then this new one i just started uh cruciatu is like uh w war metal it's like i don't know it's just something i recorded in like a day i put it out there and people actually liked it like it got uploaded to some youtube channels like oh shit like this is people like this nice online war metal dude man so what else will what are oh, you yeah, yeah go down the line what else do you guys do uh i'm into a lot of like i like to go outside sometimes like just like catching snakes and things like that just typical like boy stuff cool man <laughs> like that's really fun um i mean i watch a lot of like horror stories like just horror movies things like that cool um just listen to like death metal things like that and that's pretty much it honestly. yeah will's really the stereotype death metal kid in the band yeah that's cool <laughs> we need that like yeah there's nothing wrong with that i'm just yeah that's good all right, TJ down there. What, what do you do besides? Do you like you you catch snakes too? You you make no, no. I I like to go outside and like walk my dogs like sometimes. Yeah. And if this was a year ago, I would have said I really like riding my bike because I just got like a bike at the beginning of last year because yeah. I wanted one forever. And then I broke my wrist in April, and I can play guitar for like two months. And I'm scared to do it again. Mm. I don't. <laughs> What's gonna take its place? Do you guys work out? Uh, <laughs> I used to. You know, I've been, while. I've been meaning to. Uh, I wanted to start doing that because you know, I'm not really in the best shape. I mean, not too bad, but like, I'd still like to 
you know, get a bit healthier. So I've been meaning to start something like that, like a starter routine or whatever. Well, dude, hit me up because that's what I do. And I'm, I'm going to send you guys all merch. Well, death, death comes lifting. We're a oh, hell yeah. or health and wellness brand. So I'm going to, I'm going to send you guys shirts for sure. And if you ever need anything in that realm, just let us know, man. Yeah. For, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Absolutely. How's you, you mentioned, uh, uh, TJ, you mentioned getting the bike a year ago and breaking your wrist. I'm curious about how the last year has gone for you guys. What has lockdown, what has COVID, what has, uh, what has the pandemic been like for y'all? So, so we had plans like the beginning of the pandemic to like, cause we had all these like new songs and then we were going to record and then like March hit, and obviously like we couldn't do that. And then I broke my wrist and then around June we did the Encase and Ice cover kind of just like practice recording for our EP. And I'm really grateful we did that because like we got like a little bit of recognition from that. I feel like it growed our like audience a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then Colin wrote like a million songs too. Over, like, yeah. Quarantine. I just, I feel like, Honestly, I feel like the pandemic is the best thing that's happened to this band. Like, oh yeah, it's the best um, thing that happened to this podcast too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, this whole it gives thing. you a lot more free time. Yeah, man, it's been great for us. So I'm glad. To yeah, hear. but like the pandemic is really why I started all these like side projects because I. Good man, you gotta. Keep I just it. got bored. Yeah, I needed something to occupy my time, so I started Genophobic on like what my fourth album now. <laughs> but um, EPs. <laughs> Literally. yeah, I've, I've, just, I've just been doing a lot of stuff. Do you have plans I, for the full length when it comes out? Do you have like you talking to any labels or whatever? You're gonna put put it out yourself, and it, what's going? So right now, so we're on. We did our cassette for Fester through Frozen Screams imprint, and then we're gonna do uh, cassettes and vinyl with them again. And then for CDs, we've been talking to um, Stump Grinder Records. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we definitely want to stick with Frozen Screams. Like, um, awesome. John's just a super, he's always coming up with new ideas. He's super cool. Like, he knows what the death metal scene needs, I guess. Very unique label. Definitely. Yeah. He's just like super easygoing, you know. Right. Definitely what the scene needs. Good. I'm glad to hear it, but that's cool. You guys, um, yeah. and you, there, you know, I, I, I have a radio show and, and, and Colin sometimes the live stream has, has mentioned a couple of times the possibility of you guys going on tour yeah. um once that begins again what's the story there yeah so uh, i mean <laughs> I think feel a van we have the money to do that yeah frozen frozen soul we were talking to them on like facebook or something and i'm not to this day i'm not sure if it was said in like a joking way but they said like when this is all over they're gonna take us on tour and i've you know i've really been holding on to that <laughs> <laughs> me too dude it's it's possible. I mean, why not? Oh yeah, we talked to Devin from Sanguasuka Vlog on a live stream before, and he was like, "Yo, you guys should definitely gig with us." So that was really cool. It'll yes. happen, man. It, it'll happen soon enough. There's no doubt about it. And I hate I I don't know if I should be saying this, but he might have a guest spot on the on the album. Yeah, we oh, got three goodness. guest spots on the album. May or may not. You heard it here first. We'll just have to wait and see. Right. We got so, the, the draw. Where in Massachusetts are you guys? Uh, we're all from like different parts of Massachusetts. Like I'm from Haverhill, and Colin's from Tewksbury, and TJ's from Drakeit. How it's far? Like apart? In North Zach, Zach, understand, Zach understands New England a lot better than I do. I'm I'm from the South, where everything is much more spread out. 
Um, yeah. You guys, so like, how far apart are you physically? Like thirty minutes from each yeah, other. Like, yeah, like uh, we always practice at Will's house. It's like a thirty-minute drive. It's not that bad. That's not okay. That's not too bad. I'm sitting. There. You said different. All these different parts. I'm like, oh shit, are they spread like across the entire state? So what- yeah, like Will's up in uh, you know, the upper right corner, and then I'm down in like a uh, little boot thing at the bottom. <laughs> little boot thing at the bottom. Here, where where are you guys at in relation to Boston? Let's go. Uh, uh, close, like an hour away. Okay. Yeah, probably like 45 minutes away from Boston. Okay. Right. How about an hour. In the uh, in the before time when shows came through, where did you guys go? Or do you guys have you guys seen many many bigger shows, bigger tours come through? We all uh, saw me and Colin saw together. together. Yeah, um, I think the first show I saw was uh, or the first death metal show was Dying Fetus. It was and I it was the whole whole band. It wasn't in like Rhode Island or something. Yeah, it was yeah. Providence. Yeah, so like that's the farthest I've gone. Uh, like, you know, I went down to Boston to see, like, Steel Panther. Of course, I saw yes. Obituary in, like, Worcester, was it? Worcester, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, Rhode Island's the farthest I've gone. That's a, Was that was death, uh, Dying Fetus, your first death metal show? That's a fucking great one. Yeah, it, it was, it's, it was, it's funny. Like, you'd expect it to be, like, something, like, uh, I don't know. Colin got fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun, yeah. though. That's a good We so all fun. did. Good. Wait, like, in the pit or something? Yeah. Yeah, it was dude, like, was this, you do not go in there. And I, and I did. And you just dude, there was this old ass. guy that kept falling. <laughs> so scary. Oh, my God. The old dude who was crowd killing. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that was hilarious. Uh, like, how old? Like, 50. Oh, yeah, like, like 50s, 60s, like 50s, maybe. Yeah. Dang. Pretty impressive, to be honest with you. You see somebody out there who's still got that kind of stamina at 50, 60 years old. I would just let the guy hit me. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably break his hip or something, but you know. So your Colin, your dad took you there. Did all three of you guys go together? Uh oh yeah. Yeah, it was what, um, so and you mentioned earlier hearing Black Sabbath in the car with your dad. Are y'all are y'all's folks into heavy music? Like do they do they listen to heavier stuff? Nope. Well, like my dad is um he isn't too far into I think the heaviest thing he listens to was like Pantera. But you know he appreciates the classics, I guess. It's cool. Panzer yeah. is heavy. My right. dad. Oh. Yeah, Panzer yeah, is super heavy. Yeah. My dad, to the, uh, my dad listens. My listens to the same ten Metallica songs over and over again. I'm like, you want me to give you <laughs> no. like some different bands? He's like, no. <laughs> and he thinks our best song is. Let the him Nihilus. go, man. Just let him go. Thinks their best song is what? The he Nihilus. thinks our best song is the Nihilist. Like our first song. Do not speak its name. That song's so bad. I'm what sorry. are we? Is that on I'm your live? That's on your live one, right? It's also on like a recorded single. On yeah. The so like okay. we did. Um, we used to practice at this place called the Real School of Music. Um, and like they have this summer program called like Real Jams Academy. So like you write two songs, record one, and then play live. And then, so we wrote the Nihilist in about a week and then recorded it. And to this day, it's been a scourge on our career. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's not that bad, but uh, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I talk a lot of shit about it, but like for the time, it is, it was pretty good. I just hate the production on it. And like, we just I thought it was the production so the bad. Yeah. And the guitar playing is so sloppy. Like, he, <laughs> I remember we asked him to send us individual tracks and listen to them. The guitar was the sloppiest thing I've ever heard. 
adds to the rawness, dude. You're Tell gonna me. look back on it in like ten years and fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? That's Tell us, gonna be an important thing. Tell us more about this school of rock camp that you guys went to. Is that like, um, oh man, was was there? Were you the only death metal band there? Yeah, uh, there was one other. Yeah. No, was there one or two? Because was it percussion? Yeah. So there's one other like death. They're more like they're more focused on like uh, the core side of death metal. They were called Obliviation. Yeah. And um, yeah, we we're, we're still friends with them. They're pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, besides them, we're the only like straight up death metal band there. Cool. What kind of, uh, what kind of guidance did you get from the folks in charge? Uh, so like, very, like yeah, like so. Just explain this. Paint the picture for me. Tell, explain this scene to me because I'm curious about like how you guys got there. Sort of what yeah. Uh, stay there like what tell me about this experience so like at you know when we when we were like really getting into the swing of things at least in this like thrash phase the real school is pretty much just a glorified practice space okay um, yeah. but like they they gave lessons they did this real gems academy thing and like we did that there and it was like yeah it was a practice space we had like an instructor though who would like you know watch us play and like give us advice or whatever and that that was cool but you know, we separated from them because we didn't really need to uh, do that anymore since, you know, we're kind of doing everything on our own now. And we had to change our lyrics. Yeah, the Nihilist That's was strange. originally about, like, mummification. And, yeah. I, like, it, it was going up on their YouTube channel. It was supposed to be, like, family-friendly. It's like, two to- <laughs> no, the day I was supposed to record vocals, uh, the engineer took a look at the lyrics and was like, okay, you got to change these. That's so, like, so, like, shitty. I'm proud of you guys. Yeah, no. you gotta you gotta take that kind of thing as a challenge, though, right? Yeah. You gotta say, okay, yeah. what's a way that we can push this somewhere extreme without uh, without necessarily having to go to some of the more stock topics like you know gore or something like that? So, what is what is the nihilist about? <laughs> yeah, to this day, I don't really know. I just <laughs> I was like really upset. Like I was like, you know, these fucking you know i gotta re-record the rewrite the you know so i just kind of sat down on my bed i was like just wrote whatever came out of my head i think it's about some like corrupt like dictator but i don't i, I don't know where that, that came sounds from. really smart just go with that if anyone ever asks yeah yeah but the worst the worst part about it was is that we had like for the recording, they record like a music video for you. I had to record the vocals after recording the music video, so the so, so if you watch it, my don't they're not synced it. up at all. It just don't looks awful. It. Yeah, please. This is yeah. I mean, please. I, 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 never watched, do not watch I texted it. them so many times. I'm like, hey, anywhere I'm taking that music video down, and they're like, yeah, we're working on it. Oh, and they so still bad. have it yet? No, do not watch it. Don't watch it, anybody listening yeah they'll they'll be really have to watch it i'm gonna have to Um, if you're listening if you're listening to the podcast don't don't watch it it. yeah service announcement you'll see me at 14 years old with a baby blue bass and with braces oh yeah (laughs) it doesn't matter how bad that video is because i think i'm speaking for both of both of us when i say you guys got fans for life over here and we'll, we'll yeah, I'm sure. your shit. no yeah. let us know you guys have been so a killer what all 
what's uh how what's school like for you guys have you guys been having to go remotely or like what's uh what's the situation there you know hybrid oh, okay. <laughs> no, no no sorry cj you go okay, ahead. Okay. so i do hybrid so like three days i'm virtual and then two days i'm in person and i like in like virtual like i learn nothing like i just join the class then either go to like take a nap or i just like watch youtube and then yep. i'll leave the class and go to the next one <laughs> God, I really hope my it's teachers so, aren't watching when I say my schedule. I, I don't care. It's so yeah. it's so pointless. <laughs> For me, I I go to vocational school. So we yeah. have like a an on like an on and off schedule. So like for shop weeks, we do go in and we, you know, work with like machines and stuff and like do graphic stuff. But for academic weeks, it's remote. And it it's rough. Like I feel like I don't really retain any information from it. It's just kinda like, okay, yeah. just get through the class. <laughs> take a nap if you need to. Take a nap and hang out with my, my girlfriend work. instead of do schoolwork. Yeah, be- yeah. <laughs> because of because of online school, I've started drinking like Monster a lot, and it's super bad, and I shouldn't be doing it. But like, I, I hate coffee. I need something to get me through the day. Even though I never paid attention, I still got straight A's on my report card. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're yeah. te- your teachers probably hate it as much as you do. Yeah. Um, what? So, are, is there anything that stands out subject-wise that interests you guys? Uh, I mean, I'm taking anatomy next year and forensics as well, so that's definitely something very interesting that I really, really want to take. Dude, I'm also taking anatomy. That's sick. Oh hell yeah! Um, for you guys, I feel like you should. If you're in a death metal band, that will only add to your knowledge. Oh exactly. yeah. Part cool. I feel like. I'm going to exclude like shop week for this because I, I don't really consider that a subject. Well, it is a subject, but that'd be the easy answer. Mm. I don't like right now. I just don't find school interesting, you know? Cause it's like, I yeah. think like five years down the line, all I'm going to remember from this year is like, there was a pandemic. We had to stay at home. I'm not going to retain like, I don't know what right triangles or not. Well, not right triangles. I don't know. Aileen bro. I don't know what I don't know what I'm learning in math class or any classes to be honest. It's Same. just polynomials. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. I, you think we know? Dude, it's, it's, yeah. it I don't. I don't. Us, man. I don't remember any of that. Yeah. No, no one exactly. ever tests you. You're good. You know, just do your thing, get through it, and keep rocking, man. Fuck. I used exactly. to always like fuck history the social class. aspect of school too. It sucks. I used to really like history class, but now I don't like my teacher this year, so now I hate every class. Okay. So I just like I just like going in person, so I can, like see my friends and like get free lunch. And that's, Wait, and that's you have it. friends? Yeah, I, I know. It's <laughs> shocking. When uh, when do you guys graduate? Uh, twenty twenty two. Yeah, I'm in, I graduate in twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. It's not too yeah. far away. There's there's. Yeah. God, let me tell you, it seems way too far right now. Yeah, dude, it's gonna go quick. We're, I sound old saying that shit, but it does, dude. Just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost fun. April, and I'm in my junior year, dude. It's going by so fast. Yeah, man. Yeah. Have fun. Stay in the moment. Don't take it too seriously. Exactly. It sounds like you guys are doing a pretty good job at that. So that's good. It's just boring, you know. Well, what about let's let's be the let's let's we have to obviously follow it up. What about college? What do you guys think? College, yay, nay. Just staying in death metal for the rest of your life? What do you think? Hmm. I, I def- think I'll go to college. Yeah, I definitely do want to go to college. The one thing All I'm right. concerned about is like student loans because I yeah. am not 
I don't I don't, one, bro. I so don't, don't want to go into crippling debt. Thanks, I'm, capitalism. <laughs> I'm thinking I'll do like t- like community college for two years and then transfer to like some specialty college yeah. if I can figure out what I want to do. Smart. And hopefully that'll lessen my student loans. Smart. I don't know if I want to go. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go to community college. So I don't want to be in debt for the rest of my life. You guys yeah. have figured out, man. I, I'll be in debt for the rest of my life. I never went. That's all I can. But, I mean, it really is, you know, I, I, I go to a college and I teach at a college. And, and one of the things that I don't know if I'm supposed to say, um, but, that I, but that I definitely want to do, is that I, I, think, I think everybody should take a year after they graduate from high school. Yeah. And just do nothing. I, I think that you should take that year and try and, and when I say do nothing, I don't mean do nothing. I mean like get whatever job you can um, and work and see how that goes for you. Because there are a lot of people who never set foot on a college campus who have really great fulfilling lives and no debt and they like their jobs and they like their families. Yeah. Um, and then there are some of us who like when I went to college, man, I went to college right out of high school and I was not, ready for that shit i made a whole lot of mistakes i did a whole lot of stuff that that you know i definitely regretted it for a while now i realize it was just part of my path like that's had to happen but i i didn't want to be there you know what i mean but i was too afraid um to say to my parents you know i don't i don't want to i don't want to do this or i don't think i'm ready to do this and i feel like taking that little bit of time when you're a teenager right um because you plenty of time ahead of you to change your mind if you want to um but yeah if that's the kind of thing that you're hesitating about whether it's for financial reasons or whether you just don't like school or whether you're interested in something that doesn't require you to go to school you know um it's good to to see that or it's it's, it's good to be able to sort of step back from the pressure of having to do the traditional thing and go straight to college and just look at it and say is this something that i want to do go out and get the only job that you can find and decide like, do I want to, do I want to continue to do this or do I want to, do I want to go to school? Yeah. It's yeah. just a huge decision, you know? And like, yes. yeah, I, I definitely got what you're saying with like, you know, not wanting to tell your parents. Cause like, I, I feel the same way. Like if I don't want to go to college, I feel like I'll be letting them down. Yeah. Um, like one thing again, I, okay. So I don't know if this is true. So don't quote me on this, but I've heard that a good idea is to wait until you're like 23 because at that age or colleges don't look at your, uh, your high school grades and all that. And they just look at like your track record after that. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I am not familiar with that. I don't know. I was going to say you're asking the wrong guy here, but sure you might know something. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Um, it might be true. I don't, you'd, you'd be surprised like how little your high school grades matter after you get into college, right? They, they, they matter to an extent when you apply, but after you get into college, nobody really cares. Um, and you will never care again for the rest of your life, right? <laughs> it only um, matters in that moment. Yeah. What's that? It just only matters in that moment. Like, you know, anywhere else, it just doesn't. Well, yeah, it does. I mean, it only it only matters in that moment. But at the same time, like things that you take away from it, the things that stay with you later usually aren't the things that have anything to do with the learning. Right. At least uh, at least not in the traditional sense. Um, 
one of the things that sucks about high school is that it is very much a part of a system that is much bigger and much more rigid than is conducive to the kind of learning that needs to happen at that age. You know what I mean? So yeah, for sure. Guys in like this really shitty situation where the people who are calling the shots are not the people who want you to learn anything. The people who are calling the shots are the ones who have to like respond to your parents who voted them into office or uh, deal with paying the people who are supposed to be teaching. Right. They look at it entirely from an administrative standpoint. So, yeah. It's just kind of a, it's it is it is kind of a bummer to see it suck. Like I hated high school. I, I'm sure that it'll never change. I'm sure that it's going to be that way forever. But regarding what comes after high school, do what you feel you should do, man. I hope I hope that you guys, whatever that is, you end up doing something that makes you happy. No doubt. Well, thank yeah, you, man. Thank you. One thing I will say about like American schools is like they don't teach you what you need to know. Like I, you know, in two years I'm going to be an adult, and I do I. I have no idea how like taxes work, how to like, how to buy a home. I don't know any of this. You pay people for that shit later, man. Yeah, exactly. You you, you know, you know how to play death metal and that's going to get you a lot farther. So stick to what you do. Yeah, let's hope. Rock and roll. And as we wind down this podcast, because we are. Oh shit. Is it time? At the end. It is time. And we always Uh, ask our, our, our guests one question at the end. And it's a very important question. If you don't have an answer for it, you got some homework that will teach you way more than all your years in high school put together. And this question is, what is your favorite Black Sabbath record? Oh, man. Master reality, easily. Okay. Good deal. I like you. Yeah, we all, we, we like you. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's hard for me to choose between Master of Reality and their self-title because they're both very, like, Ooh. doomy and sludgy. Okay. I'm leaning more towards Master of Reality just because it's like, I don't know, Children of the Graves, super heavy. And like, I know. Sweetly. Yeah, sweet. One of my favorite, like, death metal bands, uh, Master, I think they did a cover of Children of the Grave on their first album. And yeah. I, I used to listen to that all the time. It's just awesome. It's a fucking, I mean, that record basically is the epitome of heavy metal. So you're, that's not the wrong answer. You yeah. Don't be shy down there. What, what you got, bro? I guess like paranoid because that's the only one I ever really got into. Okay. Like I've listened to Master Reality, but like only like a couple of times really. Paranoid's great, man. But here, yeah, got it on CD right here. Uh, nice, man. I mean, hey, that's we just talked about this earlier today on our last podcast. It's the greatest hits album, but it's the greatest hits album for a reason. It's fucking great. But let's follow yeah. up this question with how many Black Sabbath albums have you guys heard? You know, because there's quite a bit if you look into it. I think I've heard like everything up to like the Dio era. All right. Somewhere out there. Now let's see. I've heard like self-titled, Paranoid, Master of Reality, um, the one that Dio, the second one that Dio was on with like the Angels on the cover. On the cover. Uh, Heaven and Hell. Yeah, Heaven and Hell. Okay, so they're dipping into the Dio era. Yeah. Nice. The later Aussie albums always get overlooked, which is Technical Ecstasy and Sabotage. That's like oh, yeah. Oh, Sabotage so, is the best. Sim- I have Symptom of the Universes on that. Yeah, Sabotage is my personal favorite. So if, you know, if you're if you unfamiliar with those, definitely dive back in. But we always recommend the Tony Martin era of Black Sabbath on this podcast. And that's like that's some shit you can't find on Spotify and Apple Music. You're going to have to go on YouTube for that. But if you Google like Tony Martin era, he sang after Dio in Black you Sabbath. You want to hear Dark Dope Headless shit. Cross. Headless, Headless Cross, cross. is 
want to start. Right here, look. There's the here's the cassette. Headless oh, yeah. Cross, bro. That's Headless Cross. And Born Again, which is the one they did with Ray Gillen, who was the singer of Deep Purple. And that is, as, as Chris Barnes from Cannibal Corp says, and we bring this up on the show a lot, their heaviest album. Black Sabbath, Born Again, fucking rules. It has a demon baby on it. Dudes. Yeah, I, said it, but I'll take his word for it. Yeah, I actually have heard that one. I forgot about it, but like I, once you brought up that baby, I I knew exactly what you were talking about. That's what I'm talking about, bro. The ugliest cover of all time. Yeah, it's evil. It's sick. If you if you in terms of especially since uh, Colin, you want to get into the production and, and stuff. Like study that on on Born Again because that it's a wicked heavy production on that one for sure. I'll have to listen to it more. So, fellas, so not we, to give you more homework, but we yes, need more homework. Yeah, we we got to give you more homework. We we appreciate your time. It's been great talking to you guys. Uh, again, we're both big fans of of Fester. Definitely looking forward to the first record and the second record. Which, yeah, which, uh, it's cool to know that you guys are working on that much at the same time. Um, we wish you the best. We hope to get you back on the podcast sometime soon, man. Thank you guys so much. Hell yeah. Thank you yeah, so of much course. for having Thank us. You. All I'm going to say is, you know, keep a lookout for uh, Decayed Butchery. We will. Yeah. Decayed Butchery. Everyone, take notes, all you listeners. Decayed Butchery. Stay Feeling it. Fellas. Thank you, man. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having us. For sure. Y'all take care. You too. What a good group of dudes. <laughs> good couple dudes, man. The kids cool. are all right. I'm down with the kids, man. Uh, I was happy that we we kind of uh we, we took we took on the, the leadership role there at the end and <laughs> told them what was good. Eat your vegetables and listen <laughs> to these Black Sabbath records. Yes, and don't take high school too seriously. You're good. Don't don't take high school too seriously. Um, That's inspirational, dude. Those kids work hard. They're good as fuck. They're cool kids. It was like, I'm sure you felt the same way. It was like talking to uh, your past self a little bit. Very much so. Especially with the, uh, especially when, when Colin said, uh, don't give me that psychological movie bullshit. Just give me the gore. gore. Yeah. You're like, well, that was me. <laughs> and now I'm like, I think I'll take the psychological bullshit. For sure. But that was growing up. It's a journey. It's a journey. That was refreshing. That was an awesome time, man. Thanks for Absolutely. Always good to hang out with you, my man. We will do it again soon. Talk to you soon, man. I love you. Peace out, brother. Weekend. Crush it.